0: Well, Matt, there's a great new podcast here at Stitcher. It's called Lost and Found. Oh, tell me about it. It's hosted by Matt 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 McConkey. Huh. Who you may know from the Earwolf podcast, Homophilia. Hi, Matt. It's me. It's true, uh, Matt. I'm not fucking around. This show is so good, Dave. Come on, it really is. I uh, I am halfway through listening to the Leslie Grossman episode for the <gasps> second time. What? It's it's just – it's so good. It is a series of intimate conversations with some of Matt's favorite writers. Is it weird being talked about in the third person when you are writing? No, here? it feels better strange, actually. Right?
1: I'd like to do this more in the future, just FYI. Okay, cool.
0: Continue. Noted. Uh, it's some of Matt's favorite writers, actors, comedians who happen to be adopted just like him. That's right. It's going to ask the burning question, if adoptees have a lifelong fear of rejection, why did so many of them pursue careers in entertainment? It is, it is heartfelt and it's interesting and it's deep and it's just – it's really lovely and I I cannot say enough good things about it. Thank you, Dave. That means a lot. Well, it's the truth. Listen to Lost and Found. It's out now on Stitcher Premium. Go to com slash found. Use the promo code homophilia for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Oh, that was less satisfying than I was hoping for. Because
1: I bit off all my nails. Mm. Oh, boy.
0: I'm getting drunk. Yum, know the world dude no. Yum, we're having beers because it's vacation time, basically. It's summer. It's summer.
1: We're, we're coasting right into
0: our weekend in Provincetown. You're leaving tomorrow.: I am leaving tomorrow, Matt. I am leaving tomorrow for Provincetown, Massachusetts. Mm. And I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. I can't wait,
1: and we're, so we're having and You're coming the day: day after.
0: I'm coming the day after Faye is slurping water, of course. Apologies mm-hmm. for that. background noise.: I am so excited, I can't even tell you. Um, Four days in a in a, in a in a gay resort. Yeah, what? I mean, it's not a resort, but you know what I mean. A gay oh, yeah. beach town.
1: Yeah. And what are you with going New to England do without homosexuals
0: those first two nights? I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know there are like galleries. I know there are bars. I know there are cruising areas. There's Ooh. all kinds of things to – I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And I'm not just saying I'm not going to. I'm not going uh, to. There is also that weekend, as I might have mentioned, uh, my alma mater's – LGBT Alumni Weekend. Yes. It's not the first of its kind. It's actually the third I've recently learned. Oh, wow. I have no idea who's showing up. Um, I don't really know what's on the agenda, but I'm going to be there. And is it happening in Provincetown? It's happening in Provincetown. It's happening at the Crown and Anchor, which is owned by an alumnus. It might just end up being a party of one. Hey, hey come on that's also the name of your book that's a fun piece of business right there uh, I am I am truly truly just so excited because the first time that I was there uh-huh. I it was 1992 and I was 21 and uh, and I was sort of half in and half out of the closet and um, and it was so aggressively super duper gay that it actually set back my progress back about, about that. six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I was in that stage where it's like, you're really, yes. Yes. Everything you see, you're like, well, this that that's my life now. That's my life now. And I've, I have to love all of this stuff. And, uh, and it was, uh, it was a lot. I remember you describing a, was it a, a pregnant drag queen a pregnant riding drag queen. a
1: bike on a yeah. in a bikini or something? like
0: that? Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly. I just remember I remember pregnancy. I think how it was a tasteful that? maternity outfit. Oh,
1: I guess you just wear you just are having a belly or it's stuffed or, or something. Or you're actually
0: pregnant. I don't know. Maybe. I don't really know. I don't know how the situation resolved itself. But uh, but I I am I am delighted. I can't wait.
1: Well, this weekend I'm going to be that pregnant drag queen on a bike. Yeah, you are. It's going to be so fun. Please come what to Provincetown um,
0: if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. What else is new? How was your pride? Oh, my pride was fantastic. Uh, did I make it to West Hollywood? No, I never did. No. Uh, the reports that I was getting were that it was so crowded mm-hmm. that they were turning people away. Oof. Yeah. There was there was somebody in a helicopter like talking through a bullhorn saying, don't Just go to go West back. Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I am claustro-homophobic, so yeah. I, I did not partake. Went to Akbar instead. Oh, what uh, went on there? Why was Bears in Space? Yes. Any, uh, any special guests? There? Uh, there, it, well, there was uh, a special appearance by Scorching Hot Asphalt Oh, wow, uh, because wow. the, the party takes place in a parking lot oh, right, in the right, right. middle of the afternoon. I thought that was like a drag queen name. No, no. It would be a great one. It would be pretty good, Yeah. Uh it would need a tiny bit of work, but I but I like where you're <laughs> Yeah, starting. yeah, yeah. Uh there was a uh there was a tent full of poppers themed t-shirts. Well, like uh, what um like t-shirts with poppers on them. That's about oh, as pleasant. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were and things that say daddy, but it's in like the Coca-Cola logo. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, but then also, there was our guest <gasps> for for this week's episode. <gasps> as Chloe Sevigny. Oh my god. Yeah. Drew Drogie.
2: But Hi, today, guys. Hey, why not? <laughs> He's here. He's here.
0: As himself. Yes. I'm
2: sitting here biting my cheeks because I want be, to join the conversation. One. Okay. Hi. Hi. What's happening? Oh, nothing much. Thanks I for coming. Your... I didn't even talk to you about it because it was so busy at Akbar. I didn't even yeah. get to talk to you. I, you we were what? texting. Yes. And you said you were going to come, but it was there were maybe 300 people there. I mean, it I was, was insane. What is your job
1: at, at an event like this when you're Chloe? Um, okay, what are you
2: doing? so Bears in Space is the most fun party in L.A., and it's I love glorious. it. It's it's, um. it used to be the first Sunday of the month in the summer, but this year the schedule is all wonky. And so they're like, there's another one in like two weeks and then there's, n- I don't think there is one. I don't know. It's, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't. Anyway, it is a parking lot party that starts at three o'clock in the afternoon. It goes until 2 a.m. And the whole, the parking lot behind Akbar is just filled with shirtless guys and, and Fantastic DJs. I mean, the de- really the music DJ. is B side disco, um, psychedelic, uh, some house stuff. Clubs. I mean, stuff that every now and then there'll be a song that slides in that you know, and then it's a lot of stuff that you're like, I love this beat so much. You can be talking and all of a sudden be like, I need to dance right now. And wow. when does that happen? Mm-hmm. Truly, you know, you're at these gay things and you're like, oh my god, it's the same songs over and over again. Yeah. And you know. Um, but it's just it feels like from another time and also akbar can can kind of be oh it's gotten so popular it can be like the abbey of the east side and so it can oh, yeah. be a little bit like which is great sure but <sighs> but bears in space is very unapologetically gay i think it just scares off anyone who's not full on into it uh-huh. it's a little stinky it's a little sweaty mm-hmm. not too much that but it feels a lot sexier than Akbar on any other day, and yeah. a lot of it's the music, a lot of it's the people. It's very love centric. Every there's a lot of just like just group dancing and uh, kissing and it's friendly, friendly, um, which is so. Rare. And that's why I love it. And so for me, when I host it. Um, Sometimes I host as Chloe 70. Sometimes I host as Tanya Roberts. That's got to be a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to be Tanya because, first of all, Tanya is all of three and a half minutes to get ready. It it is no effort. It's like smear the makeup across, and I can be just a drunk mess. Yeah. Chloe has to be a lot more precise and pristine, and she's a little above the whole event. Yeah. But it is also funny to be Chloe 70 standing because we're on this tiny little wooden. Apple box is the stage and I, and it's right under a giant, you know, arches of McDonald's. And so you're like in a McDonald's <laughs> parking lot, there's a bouncy house, there's poppers, t-shirts. And then you're this like, you know, cultural touchstone. It's <laughs> like there, like what's the story there? Why is she there? But I basically just do a quick little intro. It's mainly just uh, keeping the show moving. And then we introduce a lot of local talent. But what I will always say about that show is that, there are people that are that perform in that show that are so incredible, that are doing really interesting drag, bizarre, crazy stuff. Um, uh, there was one, you know, there was always like, there's nudity and blood and fire and all kinds of craziness. Um, and th- that's on one hand. But there's also stuff where you're just like, what an interesting take on this song or this person has really done something that's not mainstream drag, that's mm-hmm. not drag race drag. It's mm-hmm. just like, I really want to do this thing. And Chris Bowen, who's the DJ, he pretty much curates the whole thing, just lets people do their thing. And the whole show is about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes long. Uh And then, you know, and it's outside in the parking lot. So there's not really much that I have to do. I mean, it's not like I can really get up and do a long bit because everyone's drinking and talking and, you know, you can't really do a whole Seated, but then do yeah. you, do you just
1: circle the crowd in character? I do a little bit. To... I
2: circle the crowd. I do. I take pictures of people, and it's like always. It's always nice. I mean, to, you know, sure, I haven't done a video in forever, and I'm going to do. Jim and I have decided to do more Chloe videos, so they will be coming out. Oh, no. oh my yes. God! Yes, you been, heard it here it's, first. It's, how long has it been? <laughs> it's been several years. Yeah. It's been at least two, if not three years, since I've done a Chloe video. Wow. And so we got burned out. We got, but we honestly, we both got busy doing other things. It wasn't even a conscious thing, and it was just sort of like we got to where we we were just involved in other projects and a lot of things we we were doing together. It wasn't, you Mm -hmm. know, we just we just weren't doing that. And so then we were like, let's do more videos. And so, thank God, um, it was. But it's great to to put all that on and still have people tell me they like the Chloe videos because I mean, I'm just like in this world where there's just new horrifying news every day. Oh, I'm like, do God. people even remember a YouTube video from 2011 or Dude, whenever? that is of my course. self-care
0: regimen. The Tanya yeah. Roberts um, oh. uh, Tahiti Village video is seriously- It's one it's, of the all-time <laughs> best. Yeah, it's like pharmaceutical grade. I,
1: I quote all the oh, time. I, I quote- um, Go to my IMDb page and pack a
2: lunch. <laughs> pack a lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best line. Oh, oh my god, I love it. I that love it so I mean, much. I it's really Tanya is real is my favorite character to play because she's just out loud. It's just every filthy, angry free thought I've ever had that just comes flying out of my mouth. Yeah. Fucking yeah. love it. It's funny. love it. So, Thank yeah, you. so I
0: was at Bears in Space. I left before you took the stage. I will admit that. Oh, okay, okay. Because That's... it
2: was so hot. So hot. I've been alone for so long. And, well, and and there were so many people there. You couldn't really move. You really could not move. I always go and plan on staying longer because it is always so much fun, but I do get literally burned out. Like, you're just you're, – it's, it's hot, and then inside it's so sweaty. There's so many people. After a certain point, you're like – I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. too much. Too much of a good thing. Yep. Yeah. You are a soldier. You know what? I, I
1: do my part. Wait, mm-hmm. let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, we're back. Oh, hi. It was a very quick what, break. A, break. what wow. a break. What a break. A lovely break. Gosh. But it was. It was Awfully refreshing. I'm sorry about our fight. Yeah. Well, Drew Druggie, uh, uh, Before Bears in Space, I saw you at the premiere of Alex Strangelove. Yes.
2: Your thoughts? I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. I thought it? it was delightful. It's, did it is. Do you see? Have you seen I it sure yet, Matt? Was
1: okay. supposed to go. Went for no good it's, reason. It's
2: on a little thing called Netflix. Oh. Uh, and check it out. It's great. It is. I think exactly what um, Love Simon wanted to be in a mm. way that it's it's. It's um, it's a lot weirder. It's um, but it's it's just it's gleeful. It's so it's so happy. Um, but the kids are just such wonderful nerds. Uh-huh. I I had a great time through the whole thing, and the coming out story felt so specific to me through the whole yeah. thing. I felt like I related to it so much. Yeah, because I thought that g- that kid was more me than I've probably seen in a in maybe any gay movie yeah. I don't know I mean because it's it's Craig it's the the, direct, the writer director Craig right. Johnson he puts so much of himself and I mean because he did the Skeleton Twins and I felt the same way with like Bill Hader's character in that movie I was like I love this character yeah. and I use that as an example of why I'm like you know straight people can play gay when you're Bill Hader and you do the Skeleton Twins mm-hmm. that was a beautiful performance and yeah. so it, it can happen you know and it's and also it was just written so specifically that you're like I totally know this guy, um, and so it felt very much. It felt very specific, and it's it's great. It's, yeah, it was I really enjoy and, it. and funny, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I highly, highly recommend it. I love yeah, it. I My dog
1: is it. farting profusely.
0: Apologies. That's okay. That's okay. Don't, worry. <laughs> Don't worry. What I thought I I was enjoy interesting. It. Here's the thing. I thought was interesting. Um, okay, I'm. I'm not spoiling a ton. I can handle it. Um, <laughs> but okay, so. L- Alex Love is a kind of sexier, a little bit more realistic – not realistic, but a, a little – it is a version of Love, Simon with a crotch. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's um, – yeah, It's you know, a sex comedy. Like it's dirty. It definitely uh, is. Uh, yeah. However uh, – although love simon might as well have been rated g mm-hmm. that was a character who knew he was gay through the entire thing yes. like he starts the yes. thing lusting after the the you know the landscaper uh-huh. who, mm-hmm. whose shirt is on because it's love simon right, so we of can't course. even so of have we the can guy imagine.
2: yeah exactly um
0: but like Alex Strangelove uh the the main character is this sort of diffident sort of confused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i thought that was just really interesting cuz the rest of it like the characters are sort of figured right. out um like there's you know there's weed smoking and you know right? people licking yep. toads and yep, whatever yep, yep, there's yep. recognizable teenage behavior not that yes. i ever licked a toad and, as a teenager Go but for i just it. thought it was really interesting that that was the movie <laughs> right. with the sort of uh, for a, a good portion of the movie neutered character.
2: Yes. But I also, I also felt like that was so true to him. Like, mm-hmm. th- like, I mean, I felt like from a right, cause that was, that was also not that everything has to be like, that was me, right. but, but I was the same way in high school. I was so, I mean, I'm still friends with a handful of people I went to high school with. And when I get around them, they're like, you're exactly the same. You're mm-hmm. the same person you were in high school for better or worse. I'm, you know, I, whatever that is just, but I was not out, but everyone knew. But it so it wasn't a shocker when I when I came mm-hmm. out later. But it was also like you're able to like if you're weird and you're uh, you're like a, you know a nerd on whatever like you're. It's strange because it's not this feeling of like I can't come out or no one will accept me or love me. But yeah, you're you don't,
1: already kind of coloring outside the lines.
2: Yes, so and way. so you're like I'm already weird. Yeah, and like so just call me weird and and be and 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 I've even you know and and again I'm not even. Proud. There are many times that I've said I'm more of a nerd than I am gay in a way that I'm not proud of that. I don't. I don't hold. I mean, or 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 embarrassed about that. But there are a lot of ways that I'm like, yeah, God, I, you know, um, what are the
1: ways in which you're a nerd? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking. Well, I'm a a
2: total, total dork about movies, and you get me. You know, and and I can get, I can totally geek out about. I would say I'm more of a geek if there's like a real thing about that, and that like. I also you know I love to be serious about stuff. I yeah. love to like really get into it about yeah. stuff. And like that's a thing that I'm and I'm also like you know I'm always want to go to like a documentary or learn about something or you know that that's more that's that's like that's a you know I feel like I'm a student. Yeah. Not to sound, I feel like it sounds gross, but it's like, I I feel very much like I want to learn more and to do more. And I feel like I'm always in school and I love being in school. I like, I loved school. Like I loved that. And I always admired these rebellious out and proud, fuck the police kind of people. And I always liked them in theory. you know, I would, I would watch John Waters movies and be like, Oh my God, I love all these people so much. Mm -hmm. But I was terrified to ever be someone like that Mm -hmm. or to ever live like that. I was way more like, I'm going to enjoy that. And when the movie's over, I will go to bed at a decent hour and I will finish my homework and I'll be up until you know, like, so that's why I always felt like I, I was always like, I was a rule follower and I hate, I hate that about myself, (laughs) (laughs) but
1: you're both though. He, well, you're a rule follower, but you're also, you know, one of the freaks in the best way. You uh, know well, what I mean? Thank you. I mean, I say that as a freak. no.
2: I want to be. A, that's the thing. I've always like. So I always admi- I, I I've always loved the, the sense. But I don't know. Like my, I, I just think like my brother and I have a very similar sense of humor, like almost identical sense of humor. And it's like, it's just weird more than it is. And then there's a lot, you know. And then they're like you guys i of course i relate to so much but it's like there's there are there are also like i'll go into gay circles of pe- and like a certain gay circle of people i'm like i don't identify we're with we're speaking different languages we're speaking different right. languages yeah. you know i don't oh, why, you know God. i don't know the references the same and and again i it's not even it's not a matter of right. judging on either side it's just the way it is yeah
1: cuz there's a whole different uh, cuz i think what you're talking about is like guys i mean gay guys in particular who being gay is sort of the forefront characteristic, right. and like right. that, that's not for you, which is and which is great. But that, on the other hand, there are people who aren't defined by their gayness, and they're they're proud of that in a way that feels a little right. weird. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Know? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Like I would never. That's that, that's exactly it. Yeah. I would never be like, look, I'm gay, but I don't know because I'm very proud to be yeah. gay, and I love you know my queer identity and gayness and all of it. It's just not always what. I need to lead with. And if we're going to lead with it, then let's really get into it. And let's yeah. really talk about stuff that I'm in, you know, that that's that literally said that I'm interested in. Um, cause but, I'm, but that's not just about the most, you know, obvious basic yeah. bitch conversation of the, mm-hmm. you know, of the moment.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Although, movie – oh, oh, no, go ahead. May I interrupt? Please, Can please. we have the most basic bitch conversation in the world right now? I mean – Yeah. Let's, let's just see how it goes. Let's run it up the flagpole. <laughs> oh, my
1: God.
2: Okay, great. Girl, lady, okay. she is
0: giving it. Yes, queen. Okay, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, your
2: thoughts? Oh. Girl. <laughs> she is like candy and he is like uh, – Oh my god, bread. <laughs> Candy and bread don't go together at all, guys. No, girl.
0: Lady okay. Miss Queen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I look at that guy when he does his like things on Weekend Update or whatever, and and I look into the the corpse-like gray of his eye area. And uh, and I and I remind myself, this is a man who has been through makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, we are seeing the most presentable version. Of this guy, and it's like, well, what's he's really good going- Yeah, he's, he I has. know, but like there's makeups fucking come a long way. Uh, <laughs> you can be a Klingon and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, can yeah. they not do anything about no, the he, fact that this guy looks like he's I, gonna eat I, your brain?
2: I, I just I also think I think he's very funny. And I, I do and too. I think he's really charming, and I really like him. Yeah. And 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 um I don't think I've ever met him. I've been around him a couple times, and he always seems great, and I know people that I, that know him. And love him. And I, and I obviously, and I think, you know, of course we want him to do well and be okay. But yes, he has gone through a lot. I also, as we know, that show is not the most wonderful environment to be in when you're yep. going through something. Sure. And sometimes when I've watched him on Weekend Update, I get these very dark. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, like sort of vibrations, vibrations of <laughs> Gilda Radner when Gilda oh, Radner wow. would be on the show and would give these monologue. I mean, which obviously I just saw a few. I mean, you know, I'm um, not that old. I didn't grow up with Gilda Radner, but right, I yeah, did. Right. But like, you know, the old the uh, the reruns and stuff. And I have the early seasons on DVD, and I I've watched Gilda Radner would do these monologues to the audience, and she would talk about what she ate that day, and it was for for. <laughs> comedy but you can't laugh at it now because she's literally talking about what you're you're watching a bulimic uh fall apart in front of you and she's talking about like dipping taking pieces of bread and dipping them in diet coke and sucking the diet coke out of the bread and all this stuff and i'm like i think that's probably what you literally did yeah and it's so raw and so honest that you're like And I'm sure, and everyone's kind of laughing. But it's that thing where you're like, someone's crying out for help. Uh, And I have seen that in him sometimes. That I'm like, I don't want to laugh at you because I feel like you're going through something, and you're around people who are just going to laugh and laugh and laugh. And when is somebody going to hug you and take care of you? Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe Ariana. Maybe she will. I don't know. I got to say, I was very critical of her. I I can't say I'm a fan of her music. I can't. But she's fantastic on their show. She's proven me she's like one of the best people that hosts the show. I think yeah, her yeah. impressions no, are incredible great. and I'm like oh I think maybe I'd like her. Like I watched that and I'm like oh she's probably I mean watching her do Jennifer Lawrence I was like oh I think I like Ariana Grande I yeah, think she's, she's someone fun. I'd yeah. like to talk to and hang out with because if she gets that she probably gets it. Yeah. So sure. hey I, I mean I wish them well.
1: Johnny sure. McGovern says her music is for filthy New York faggots. <laughs> <laughs> <not really> <laughs> I always think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> just like
2: the filthy New York bag. Filthy. Yeah. Um,
0: I w- I want to love uh, "No Tears Left to Cry."
1: I like it. I don't love it. I don't even know which one that is. I have it's no not, idea what it's that not
0: is. bad. It's not bad. Um, I like her song. Her
1: like side by side, side to side, side to side, side to side. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a, about
2: a, a th- three-year-old <laughs> old reference, right? Yeah, no. I can I couldn't name a single song of hers. What's her most popular song?
0: Uh, wow, uh, what is? Um, hmm? Oh boy, half pops, of our audience is tart. screaming. Ooh, boy, pop tart, jump machine, that's the pop tart, jump, jump machine. Dart, that's, jump. Okay, a that's, <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> that's a great one. But they're gonna dance to at their wedding. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nutter butter, top knot, party time. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't uh, into you. Mm-hmm. a little more touch my oh, body okay. oh yeah of course that's a fun I'm one I'm so into
1: but you yeah of that course too, that too it's song. like it's, no, you it's know, really the one that I'm talking there. about it's like I've been me all night it's been me
2: all day yeah oh oh yeah yeah side. yeah 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 exactly uh, uh, on side, Minaj. Side. yeah yeah yeah.
0: there's one last problem without you which because I'm a nerd. Oh, I know that. In my head, I was like, one fewer problem without you. Oh, God damn it! Yeah. yeah. And then there's Bang Bang with Jesse J and Nikki Okay, Minaj, see, I
2: know that too. Okay. Which uh,
0: Megan Amram ruined for me because <laughs> of uh, P F Chang's Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp. So now <laughs> I hear it, Bang
2: Bang Chicken and Shrimp.
0: So, anyway.
2: oh my God! I hope so, somebody. Yeah, so I like Bang Bang. This, yeah. oh, that's really fun. I do feel like it was probably it was overused in a lot of promos sure. and um, like commercials yeah, and yeah, stuff because yeah. they would always be like tonight. <laughs> uh, you know on whatever and it would always be like you know Woo! Deborah Messing why it's like bang bang into the room it's like didn't expect to see me here boys or something I don't know what I'm referencing but yeah, I you, feel oh like my I saw god!
1: speaking of Deborah Messing when you I know you saw Hereditary which I want to talk to you yes. about but in, in the did you see the trailer? Oh before? Yes. oh my god the did
2: entire, burst oh my god. God. The entire theater burst the entire theater I know what you're talking day. about I know what you're talking about back okay. up back up okay before Hereditary, if you see it at the ArcLight, or I'm sure multiple other theaters, yep. but we both saw it there. There's a trailer for what is the movie though? It's a different it's, movie. Uh,
1: it's a movie with jo- where John Cho plays a dad who's looking for his missing daughter. Yes. It's all told through like, um, like, through, like Facebook YouTube, and, and YouTube and YouTube. Uh, yeah, and,
2: the whole movie looks like it's like mixed media. And John Cho is like talks to his daughter on Skype, and then he realizes like she's gone, and he's looking for her, and he can't find her. And Deborah Messing plays a cop or like a <laughs> yes. detective in a straight role. Completely, completely straight. And she's so out of place. It 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 is and she came on screen and she's like, listen, I, I got this under control. The entire audience burst into <laughs> laughter. They're like, so no, crazy. no, you don't. <laughs> no.
1: It's just at the moment where you're like getting used to this, all this weird mixed media imagery going, oh, okay, I guess I can kind of see this movie. And they're like, oh, fuck no.
2: No. But, I mean, makes me want to see it even more. Oh, uh, Of course. And but- you, want, you just really hope that there's a lot of like running and tumbling <laughs> yeah. and shooting involved with yeah. Deborah Messing because mm-hmm. you just really, you know, but What is no. it? When's it coming? Mm. It's uh, It has a weird name that I can't remember yeah, I the know. name of, yeah, and know. it looks like one of those that could go either way. I mean, I yeah. I, I love John Cho. I think he's great. And I'm, yeah. like, watching it going, oh, this could be – and, like, it also could be – it looks like it could be really fun, kind of pulpy, mm-hmm. whatever. They also tease in the trailer that maybe he's done it. Maybe he's the killer. Interesting take. That's at the end of the thing. They tease that and you don't know what's happening. But Deborah Messing, no. (laughs) I mean, also
1: yes, but no. I mean, yeah,
2: right, exactly.
1: Um, Okay, so I don't know if you've seen – gay Twitter has been uh, really up in arms about a guy named Payman – character named paimon you may have seen that reference no uh, wait i'm on twitter
2: in hereditary because the devil? he is
1: the, he is a devil from hereditary why is gay oh. twitter
2: into pay they just
1: love referencing him they just i
2: get it yeah yeah um so
1: give me your review
2: oh okay the trailer when it came out of was it sundance or south by i think it was at sundance yeah since okay, so that was January, right? For months we've been we've been teased with this trailer. Like it's the scariest movie of all time. People are running out, screaming, crying. The trailer's fantastic. I understand it's a difficult movie to market and to figure out, yeah. and they definitely did a great job of getting asses in seats because it's done very well. Yeah. I think yeah? yeah, it's a huge hit. I'm sure because everyone's. Um, it's not at all scary to me. First of all, oh, um. True. Tony Collette is brilliant in the brilliant. movie. She's so good. All the actors are great in it. That guy Alex Wolff, who plays her son, oh, I love. He's, he's in a that. Star. He's in that Jeffrey Dahmer movie. He's fantastic in My Friend Dahmer. Oh wow. He's great. You have Gabriel Byrne, who's always never given enough to do. Who's always great. Anne Dowd. Come mm-hmm. on, like you have these great actors doing this, doing this movie. But I thought it was stupid. I thought Me it too. was okay. Okay. I thought it. it nothing added up. Nothing. Okay so we this is a this is a bit of a, a, a this is a bit of a you know leap but we just last week did a benefit for our friend we did a reading of the movie 9 to 5 oh, yeah. okay I was there <laughs> and 9 to 5 that script Everything is paid off. Uh-huh. They set things up. They set up information, and it comes back later in a brilliant way. And you go, wow, what a really well-crafted script. That's fucking three-act structure is right there. Three-act structure right there. And, and you set up – you're like, oh, okay – they, you learn early on, like, Dolly Parton can sign Dabney Coleman's signature better than he can. It's a mm-hmm. throwaway line. Later, she ends up signing things. Spoiler alert. It, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> Sorry, we just lost thousands of listeners. Oh, wait, what? Um, but all the dream sequences, all this, like, they, when they yeah. shoot out the window in the office, they shoot it out. Real, all these things that actually happen, it's really, really well crafted. So, Hereditary is one of these, like, it was like a series of spooky events mm-hmm. that none of them tie together. It's and there three were,
1: different movies.
2: Yes. And there are things where you're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And the whole thing is that. And you're like, what are the rules here? What are the stakes? Exactly. There's no And so I'm never scared when I don't care about the people. And, and you could not have asked for better actors. It oh, wasn't yeah. like the actors didn't do their job brilliantly. It was just that they were all kind of... You know, you are know, kind of watching this thing, going somehow this is going to get explained, mm-hmm. or see to me, I love, I love a horror movie where it's that it's just simple, exactly where it's like you don't need to explain things, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. Because I was watching it, going okay, there's an indie movie from 2009 called House of the Devil that I love, and it's just about a babysitter who gets a job, it's fucked up. And there are a lot of details that I just did another podcast and we spent the whole hour talking about that movie, but a lot of details are confusing in it because you're like, you're in the point of view of this girl and you don't always know what's happening, mm-hmm. but you don't, but it it's intentionally confusing because it puts you in her shoes mm-hmm. and you just see creepy things. And if you go back and think about it, you go, Oh, that because of this and this because of that. But it really it doesn't need to explain a lot of things to you because it wouldn't if you were in that situation you wouldn't have some wise codger telling you everything, yeah, so but hereditary to me was like. I needed an explanation because it was just like there was so much backstory and stuff happening that never really got paid off.
1: And there were there were no rules. And when there no are no rules. rules, there's no stakes because you're just like, well, I guess anything can fucking happen, right? And right. It, so it, you it, check out, okay? Yeah, and it kind of starts off where you think this is a movie about grief, and right. it's Tony Collette and then she finds Anne Dowd, and these are uh, grieving. Mothers and, and that, and, 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 you know, and, and, and searching desperately to like connect with, and that to me is enough. Like, yeah, I'm on board. I'll sure. watch it Absolutely. It goes into some other banana There's also a death that to me is so traumatic that to like have it not even pay off or really be connected to is like, unfor- <laughs> like I'm fucking angry at that movie.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Well now, now I'm so, intrigued.
1: Fuck hereditary. Fuck hereditary. Yeah.
2: I, I can't recommend it. Did you see the Book of Henry? No, but I've heard it's that's like the worst movie ever. It is
0: the best terrible movie. Yes, of I don't even all know what time. you're talking about. Oh my god, what is it? Okay, came out last summer. It's uh, it's Naomi Watts, oh, right. as the mother of this super she can genius pick kid. Them too. Oh, boy, <laughs> Naomi, what the fuck? She's got a kid who's like ten. And he's a super genius, and he, like, does all her investing and, like, runs her First of all, life. that alone. Yeah.
2: Ugh, yeah. Jump off a plate of dicks. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is— A 10-year-old. He's so smart. He does all of her banking and, and yeah. all her accounting. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because that's yeah, real. Yeah, that's, that's what's going yeah.
0: on. Mm-hmm. And they live right next door to the police commissioner whose step, <laughs> who, like, lives with his stepdaughter whose, whose, whose mother has died. So it's just the two of them. And he abuses her but like it's right next to the home of the smartest boy in the entire world and so so the boy is like well we got to kill him and so he devises this like plan. I didn't know that oh, oh yeah and and by the way this is like the first 10 minutes of the movie it it goes so fucking crazy that it's like I I howled with laughter in the movie theater and I was the only person there. So wow. it was like, oh, <laughs> I need to do that. I cannot recommend it highly enough. But see, that there there's a big death that you're just like everything is so totally ridiculous that you're just like, well, how can I care? Yeah, how can I care? Yeah.
2: But see, I would much. Rather watch a movie like that than something yeah. like Hereditary, which is not that bad. Uh-huh. It's just annoying. Right, it's right. frustrating because yeah. you're like, there is a good movie in Hereditary, right? There's Whereas a few like of them. there are a few of them, yeah, exactly. It's a good idea there, and you're like, what's happening? Versus like this, which is just like a disaster. All just all bets are off. Literally everything's completely is wrong. crazy. Yeah. The last one I saw like that, like Book of Henry, was. Um, that Tyler Perry movie um with oh, wow. with uh Taraji What's it called? Acrimony. Acrimony. <laughs> that was shot in six days. Really? Oh yeah, they shot the whole movie in six days. By the way, can I just interrupt
0: you? The uh, the the ad campaign for that, like the, the tagline mm-hmm. was Hell, Hell have No Fury. Right. Period. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's it. Period. Not even an ellipsis. Like, we know if you say that there's something more to that saying, then we get that she's going to be furious. Yeah. But if it's just hell hath no fury, then you're saying hell doesn't have any fury. Hell's fine.
2: (laughs) Hell's fine. Hell is a Howard Johnsons, and they have (sighs) pie. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. But that's. That's exactly the entire amount of energy that was put in the movie. They just gave up. There's so many things. It's so much of Taraji just smoking in her therapist's office and acting her tits <laughs> off. Oh, God. Acting.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll come yeah. back and talk about Drew's love line. Mm-hmm. BRB.
0: Well, it's Pride Month. Hey, yep. And in honor of Pride Month, we're going to let you know each week about a different show here on Earwolf that you might not have heard before. Today, we're talking about "Put Your Hands Together." Put
1: Your Hands Together, which is a stand-up show hosted by our friends Cameron Esposito. Oops, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Well, she did call
0: you Matt McGonkey when she uh, did an ad for That's show. right.
1: Fair play. Fair play. Uh, each week. Uh, they record Put Your Hands
0: Together live in front of an audience at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. It's like being at a live stand-up show. But guess what? You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to stand in that terrible line. That's right. You don't have to uh, pay for parking or a lift or whatever. It's in your ears. It is brought to you wherever you live and whatever you are doing. They've
1: had guests like Bob Odenkirks,
0: Jenny Slate, Hannibal Burris, as well as Earwolf favorites like Paul F. Tompkins and Joe Firestone. Hilarious people. Celebrate Pride Month with Earwolf and subscribe to Put Your Hands Together now on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. <laughs> Hey, we're back.
1: Hello, 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 hello. Oh, my goodness, we are back. We got so many call, de- people demanding, frothing at the mouth for you to come on here. Really? And I was yeah. like, hey, why don't you listen to a little show called fucking Rock Bottom? That we Thank did, you. I don't know. I just got a ago. message. A,
2: a guy um, actually on Scruff wrote me a Ooh. message and just said, I heard you on a Matt McConkie podcast. I don't know if it was Rock Bottom or Homophilia. But you're great, and I wanted to say that. And I was like, it was actually it was rock bottom. But I'm doing homophilia tomorrow.
0: Wow, thank you so for the promotions. Yes, great, appreciate it. did you did you meet? Did you grab? We that did not cup meet. I coffee? don't think he.
2: I don't think he lives in town. Oh, I don't think I know you to be on
1: the scruffs and the. Yeah, uh,
2: I gotta say. Okay, so I um I'm I, I'm horrible with dating, and a lot of it is just I don't make the time to do it. I don't uh, have the time, and I or I mean, it's a lot of that. I started working with Scruff. I, I'm and I, I it's I own a very top secret uh, job with them, but I'm basically writing an idea with them. They contacted me. They've been great. First of all, like I highly recommend. You know, if you're going to go on a gay dating app and you're looking for your, you can obviously be on all of them, yeah. but and I don't know about any of the others, but Scruff is the nicest group of people running it, and they mm-hmm. really, it's a trickle down. I think. Um, and they know that about their about their service and about their community um they came to me when I was doing my solo show in New York. they came to me and basically were like, "We're a fan of yours. can we you know sponsor the show and we'll get we'll promote and oh, they wow. gave they gave us advertising for the show um because they were they were really so they're they're very much looking into sort of expanding what the app is um and so I have this they came to me with an idea and it's a really great one, and so I'm working. Um, with them on it and, um, they, they are incredibly collaborative. And so with that, I was like, uh, we had, with the conversation, I was like, I need to kind of know what happens on the app. And I got a membership and it's fascinating how much of it is like gay Twitter. Like it is, you just, you're talking to a lot of guys. It's not so, um, uh, you know, there are they obviously there's hookup stuff, and I get a lot mm-hmm. of. It's weird, it's crazy, to, crazy to me that I'll like I'll get a, like a hey, what's going on message, and then like a private just dick and butthole pictures, and yeah. I'm like, oh hey, oh cool, oh, that's oh, what's happening. Okay. I had no right, idea. Right. I thought but it's we not were just just that. It's not just, it's not just that. Like, it's yeah. a lot of other guys who want to say, hey, I so I heard you on a podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I, you know, um, or we're I, I think we're neighbors. I saw you, you know, and so. I'm just trying to be more connected that way. And, yes, I'm trying to be open to dating as well. But I also mm-hmm. know – I mean, it's a tr- it's tricky because, like, you know, you put yourself out there and then there are people that will start talking to you and s- there are many people that have no idea who I am. And then some people do and they don't always tell you how much they know you or how they know you. Oh, they
1: know. Please. And then
2: – but not – I mean, I don't know. I don't always know. But that's the thing. And then sometimes, you know – if they do know who I am, they might know like, oh, you know, it's a drag stuff, and so it's it's a very different thing that they, you mm-hmm. know, it's 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 different when they want to like possibly date, or, or right, they'll be like, right. I'm not interested in you know dating a drag queen or whatever that whole thing mm-hmm. is, and I'm not a drag queen, but I get why people associate. But me there with is that. There's still
1: you know? a stigma attached to that for some.
2: Gay yeah, men yeah, 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 yes. Or yeah. they just think. They just, they put me in that box of like comedy or whatever. And there's there's never the sense of like, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So whatever. But I, I used to be so weird about all of it and be like, I'm not going to do any of it. I'm not going to, I don't do the hookup apps because, cause it was, a t- you know, especially when, you know, years ago when my videos were really going, I, I was like, that's all people wanted to talk to. And if I'd be interested in a guy I'd be like, well, can we just be guys and talk and instead it would turn into that or it would be like they want career advice or they just want me to be (sighs) Chloe, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel sexy like that. If you're into that, that's great. I don't feel that's, that's really what it is. I don't, that's not how I want to present myself in a romantic situation. I would, I mean, I would have to be long-term with someone who would be supportive and, and, and thrilled by that part of me, but yep. I'm just not, when I'm just like meeting someone, it's not usually what I'm into.
1: Um, can we talk about your solo show for a minute? Yeah, sure. I, it's like, it's, mm. it's, it's it's profound. I mean, oh, I'm God, sure me. like a lot Thank of people you. listening have, have seen it, but they're going to mm-hmm. get to see it now. I mean, because now it's been filmed. Yeah, we again, filmed it. We, it it,
2: we film. yes. Um, it's called bright colors and bold patterns. And we just filmed that we were running in New York at the Soho playhouse. Um, for five months, I did it for half the time. And then Jeff Hiller took it over and did it for the the the, uh, the um, second half. And he's brilliant and was just – it was amazing to watch my play that I wrote for me, like having someone else do it. And that's crazy. It was crazy and also so exciting because I was – he found so many things in the play that I don't think I found when I when I did it. Yeah. And I was excited to see, like, hopefully other people will want to do it and have their take on it. Um, But, yeah, we filmed it for a site called Broadway HD, which is the streaming service. And they have – they filmed a lot of New York theater. And you can get a – it's just a a monthly subscription and you could just watch the shows. And so we're having our world premiere at Outfest in L.A. on -hmm. July 18th uh, at the DGA. I'm very excited and terrified to just be up on the screen by myself for 89 minutes. And it's just – I'm just so excited
1: know. to have a, be able to like see it again. Oh, and,
2: oh yeah! God. So, oh, thanks. I mean, so you know, funny. It's and I've wa- they've done such a great job as the four cameras and they edited it really seamlessly and it, and in Amazing. front of an audience. So it's films as you're watching. The it's like you're in you know have the experience of yeah. watching it in the theater. So it's more
0: <clears> scary to think of watching yourself than to think of actually doing
2: it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because if I had to get up and do it, I love doing the show. It's super fun that I don't have to sit. In, a, in with I mean I have no control I just have to sit down. Are you gonna and look at myself? I might duck out the. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I just I also am like I don't want to sit through people watching the show, and then if it feels if I feel weirdness around me then I have to do a Q and A and I don't I don't know I've never I mean <clears throat> it's one thing like I've done. You know, when you're like in a movie or something that gets screened and you just have to just like sit through it. And the first time you watch it is a little jarring. And yeah. then the second and third time it gets easier and easier to watch yourself in something. But this is just me. And it's something I wrote. And in the dramatic stuff, I, I've i I've already seen it. I mean, I had to watch it and give notes yeah. on the edit. And I'm watching the dramatic stuff and I'm like, what are you doing with your face? <laughs> That's what I was doing this whole time. If I was watching it, I'd be like, okay. Because I'm used to watching myself in context of comedy, but watching myself in a drama, when I get in those more serious moments, I'm like, oh, I, I, oh no, absolutely not. So I'm nervous about sitting in an audience if anyone has the same – it's just all the bullshit we have yeah, about yeah. ourselves. But it's like, I, I don't know. And then if I had to do a Q&A after that, i just feel like, oh, my god, that's so much me. So I might have to like duck out the back and then come back in and be like, oh, how great was – you know, well, I
0: don't yeah, know. I think that's just basic self-care.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think even it's though that, it's, it's like, going to yeah. kill – I hope so you know and I I just I'm very I'm very touched that Outfest was into the into the idea and that we're getting to be at the DGA on and on, you know and it's a prime slot on Wednesday night and it's you know I'm very very excited about that. And then and then after that you know for anyone who's not in LA it'll be on Broadway HD um and they are fantastic. They have a bunch of um a bunch of great shows on there now. So yeah.
1: I mean I and I brought it up because it uh-huh. is like you know, we're talking about queer dating and queer love. And it, yeah. it, it says so much about that in, in a way that like I needed to hear, and I didn't even know that I needed to hear it. Oh, cool. And it really, it really. And it's interesting that it's, this is happening now at the same time that boys in the band is on Broadway. Yeah. Cause it really does feel to me like a contemporary boys in the band. Oh, and wow. Thank it's you. like, it's, the Boys in the Band has this like star-studded cast, but I think a lot of people have commented that it's it's weird to watch that show now because things have changed so much and it feels like your show is almost the answer to that because oh, wow. it's a, you. you know it's a it's 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 like gay men and like yeah. substance abuse mm-hmm. and kind of rejecting the status quo in order to celebrate what makes us
2: yeah. special. Yeah. Um I just it's so funny. I just uh put in a request for my ticket to Boys in the Band. Oh, my God. Today. Today. I'm I'm excited to get your review. I last minute decided I have, in like two weeks, I have this opening in my schedule. And I'm like, I could go to New York. And I called friends and I can stay with them. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to go and see a bunch of plays. And that's 100%. That's the number one thing I want to see. And I've heard such mixed things about it. And and a lot of it is because people have very different opinions on that play, Mm. on Boys in the Band. And I love that play. But I also understand that I understand people's dislike of the play as well because it's a it's tough. It's really, really harsh and hard to watch, what is it, eight, eight gay men, nine? Mm-hmm. I think it's nine, eight or nine gay men being so horrible to themselves and to each other. Um, but, you know, and so much has changed, but I also think so much has stayed the same. Um, I'm not interested in writing anything that's about how terrible straight people are to gay people because I think that's so boring and plenty of other people have done that. And, and I haven't really experienced that as much, or it's not as interesting to me to explore that it is to explain what we do to each other and what we yeah. do to ourselves. And that's why I love Boys in the Band. And that's why when I, I mean, it's so, it just, it makes me so happy that you would even put my show in that in the same context because I, yeah, my show is very much about someone who is, you know, 40 years old and, and alone and the life of the party and realizing like, oh, wow, everyone else is now getting married because that's the thing now. Every, the push is now to get married. And what, is, what are we losing yeah. in that? But also, you know, the question of like this guy maybe needs to grow up. Maybe this guy needs to not be so horrible to himself or to um, other people in his life or to his friends. Um, and then I have a young character in my show um, who is kind of the, the heart of the show who you think is just the dumb twink who's sitting there, who doesn't know any of our references, who doesn't get anything. But ultimately he's the one who actually changes my character, um, just by, by loving him and listening to him and showing him like, you're going to be okay. And that is one thing that's not in boys in the band and boys in the band does not ever give you that. Um, and by the way, Oh my God, you were so great in boys in the band, Matt. You were phenomenal in that show. I'm
1: understudying for Zachary Quinto. Did I not tell you? You this are. Thing? I'm just, no, I'm just,
2: <laughs> no, I was. No, just, but you guys. When you, did that's you? Very when sweet. did you do? When did you do it? Like
1: ten years ago.
2: Exactly oh wow. Ago. Okay. Who did you play? He was the lead. You I, were the Jim Parsons Michael, part. You were John Michael. Oh. Yeah. It was another time. Yeah.
1: But yeah, but it, but it was really cathartic to do because I was like so. I, I I was in such a self-hating place and I you was are? Yeah and like um and I was definitely like partying too much and uh it was it was great. I mean it was like it, it's weird like seeing it on when I did this like little like 99 seat theater version of it but um it feels a little bit like seeing the love of your life get married to someone great and you're like they're so happy and this is so right and mm-hmm. you know what I mean but there's a
2: little Oh, my God. I totally understand. I, I mean, I, there's always been a, in the back of my head, and I said this on the podcast Las Culturistas when it was announced, right when my show was happening, and I was really embarrassed that I said this, but I was just like being completely honest and raw, because there was always a part of me that was like, I'm gonna be, I'm going to do Boys in the Band one day. I'm uh. going to do that play one day. And I never have. And then it was announced, like it was going to be on Broadway with- With these gay movie (laughs) stars, I mean, you know, who are incredible, and and really, like, I'm so thrilled. The statement of having not only an all gay cast, an openly gay cast, but these are huge stars who are taking a risk to do this play, Mm -hmm. and and to do, I mean, and they're not doing a play that's a shiny, happy, you know, um, you know. They're not doing Glee. You know, they're not doing anything. They're doing a really tough show. And then, you know, you look at that cast and you're like, well, there's absolutely no way I would I would have even been in that conversation. But I was so weirdly and I never get this way, but I was so bummed out. I was like, well, now I'll never do Boys in the Band because I'm 41 and I'm like, I'm, you know, when is that going to happen that I'm going to do that. But you know what I mean? Cause you're like, yeah. it's about guys in their thirties and I'm, I've aged out of it and what, you know, and you just have, and so I get, it. it's that feeling of like, um, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know? And, and yet I'm thrilled that it's happening. So you made, that- your,
0: own. Yep. You made well, your own. yeah. Did you made your own. Well, yeah. Did your own beautiful thing.
2: And, and, and I, know, I think I, we have
0: I, to do that too. If yeah. you haven't seen it, it is, I mean, there is a lot <clears> that is serious. And yeah. and like and and thoughtful about it, mm-hmm. but also there's there are moments in it <coughs> when I laughed so hard that I was concerned. Yeah. <laughs> like I honestly, oh there God, were moments so because when, when I saw it it was in a very small theater, and I and I was like, I actually can't breathe. Like I actually <laughs> need to inhale That's and I can't, and I might die in this. Yeah.
2: Theater. Oh, I'm not fucking wrong. It God, is very very, very funny. So go see it. Thank you. Yeah. It's – and I – and I, you know, I think that <clears throat> we are at this time – I mean, it's like – it's very much what we all just should be doing and writing our own stuff and making our own stuff and telling our story. Because, you know, there are – the thing is it's like, you know, it's so great that gay is so mainstream now and that on Broadway you have – you know and and there's so many audiences that are going to play cuz they're like oh it's the guy from the big bang theory yeah. and spock yeah. and you know and, and uh, you know it's like so and the guy from frozen right exactly yeah, yeah. so they're not they don't realize even the depth of those actors and the ability of and the the, the resumes of those incredible yeah. those actors who are so incredible um you know there but that's going to be that's that's creating opportunities for all of us that alone is happening you know when Angels in America is on Broadway and Torch Song will be on Broadway in the fall and it's like these are the big titles that they're recognizable titles and with recognizable cast member and you know with with, you know and that's what's going to be on Broadway and for the for the rest of us it's like it's opening doors so that we have room for all of us to tell our own story so it's all ultimately very good it really is and it's like you know and <clears throat> but we do need to create the next fill in the blank it's yeah. I know, always on us to do that and um you know and i don't know i mean i'm trying to think of the next thing i want to write cuz i'm i'm just and i'm a mess right now i'm like i have no idea what i want to write it's uh, the worst i hate right? every i hate everything i'm thinking of right now
0: yeah is it, especially writing something so personal did you feel just completely spilled out afterwards
2: <laughs> yeah well, yeah i did well and i also there was so much in that when I first wrote, my when I wrote Bright Color, well, I had written three other solo shows, but they were all me. They were all personal storytelling shows, one of which I, I wrote about Chloe, and then one of which I wrote about drugs because I've had these crazy drug stories. And then one I wrote about terrible teachers that I had had. And they were all very personal in that way because they were real stories and things that happened to me and, like, kind of themes and sort of, you know. And this one was the first, like, play I wrote where I'm playing a character and so a lot of it was very personal, a lot of it was very much me, a lot of it was not, and a lot of it was mm-hmm. like, I created this. I mean, you know, um there's a major plot thing and I wanna g spoiler or whatever, but that I never happened in the in the show that I never did. But then there's a whole story where I talk about my Sunday school teacher calling me a thespian and that absolutely happened. You know, I yeah. mean, I was called a thespian by my Sunday school teacher, but she was basically calling me a faggot, like, but <laughs> she called me a thespian uh-huh. and that'll fuck you up when you're an actor. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm, I can't be gay or a performer because that's all bad and that's yeah. all in the world of against the Lord and yeah. you're wrong. I got that um, very thing from a gym teacher. You did? In fifth grade. Yeah.
0: Wow. Maybe sixth.
1: No, fifth. They said you're not great at this game, but you are a thespian.
0: Yeah, well, no, yeah, I was, I was in a play. I was uh, the kid in uh, a thousand clowns at okay. like a college, uh-huh. and uh, and so like in gym class, which was misery for me. Of course, uh, the uh, the teacher whose name I don't even remember pulled me aside afterwards, and he said, "I understand you're something of a thespian." My daughter is too. And, and I, because I guess she had moved somewhere. To, he was being nice. It was oh, a nice gesture. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just like,
2: I get that this is not your scene. You're a different kind of kid. But all I knew oh, was okay. like, yeah. that
0: rhymes with lesbian. And I don't want to be that. Right. I like, no, when not, you're told I you're a out. thespian
2: as a child, it's, it's, it's damaging because it that is. word sounds awful. And it also is like, yeah. why? I don't know. <clears throat> and, um, but I wanted to include that in the show. But yeah, there was a thing where when my, my mom came and saw the show, and I was terrified for my mother to see this show because also it was so personal, but also I'm like, I'm doing a lot of cocaine. I'm drinking a lot and I'm miserable and I'm sad. And I don't want her to think this is a cry for help. Uh And my mom was so great about it. My mom was really like, you're a writer and I know this isn't you. And I know that you're fine. And it was really nice to have my mom say that because I, you know, you don't know it because, and I realized how personal the show was then. So I was like, my mom has seen me perform a lot. It's not because, Oh no, I'm on stage in front of my mother. It's like, this is what I wrote, and this is what I'm saying. But also, when I originally wrote it, I didn't think I was saying such big things as have been said about it after. Mm-hmm. Like, I was writing it just as, like, this is, like, a reaction to, like, gay marriage happening right now. And I was— so I did, a protest against heteronormativity. In a yes. Way. I wrote it like that, and I also wanted—I wrote my dream role. I wanted to mm-hmm. play— because these gay roles that are in film and TV are just all such heroes. Now they used yeah. to be these mincing stereotypes or villains or, or just throw away. Like they had three lines and they would leave. But now like things, I mean that we all audition for are these just these boring milk toast people. that are like, dude, I like dudes deal with it. Yeah. And it's so like dull. I'm like, I miss the stereotypes. I, I miss guess. the, just the big, loud, fancy, you know, a faggot and a lay. I miss that, you know, I want that person, but we don't have, now it's like, oh, we have to show the gay people are just like straight people. And so I wanted to write like, no, we're not. We're actually not. And that's great. And that's, and we can all coexist. And that's just like saying, I don't see color. That's offensive. It's like, no, see all of it. And, and, and it's gay people that are doing it to ourselves more than straight people do it to us. I mean, you know, the straight people that we know and hang out with are are great and smart. And uh, again, but it's gay people that are like, I don't want to be like that. And I'm like, I wanted to play a character who was just out loud and unapologetic. So it was all that. And I didn't think that I was actually saying, so, you know, you write a play and you do a thing and I had no idea if it was even going to work. And then, yeah, when I think to write something else, I'm like, what else do I have to say? Uh I have no idea. And then I have things and I'm like, well, I have this little thing, but I'm like, but is that going to be like the follow up to this thing. And, you get really—it's terrible. It is writing is a, is miserable. Absolutely <laughs> you do misery. something
1: really fucking good like <laughs> well, your show. It's you, hard—the hard act to follow.
2: It's like I gotta think about doing it
1: now. Um, what else? What else is happening dating wise at the moment? Is dating it primarily wise, just kind of feeling it out on scruff. Or, I, or? Yeah,
2: and then you know I I've, I've been I, I have a kind of sort of I've been sort of on a couple dates with with the guy, and we we kind of like, I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, I also – and then I have like a very, very, very close friend, and we actually are like uh, dating but not nice. at all. There's nothing physical happening, but I feel like we're more emotionally connected. And then it's like oh, – so I'm dating other people and I'm or sort of hanging out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this vibe, but I'm not feeling the same emotional vibe that I'm feeling with a friend. And so, you know, it's that thing where I'm like, God, I wish I could just combine – this, this, and this. Yes. So I'm just trying to stay open and it's more – I feel like it's more happening than usual for me which I'm normally just like – it's just just me and I'm not going to date anybody at all. But um, I also realize that I'm like – I'm busy and so when I have times to hang out with someone, sometimes I'm, I'm just like kind of burnt out. And so yeah. I'm kind of a shell and I'm kind of like not my – cutest, most fun <laughs> self. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Long day. La, la, la. And I'm like, Oh, right. I don't really have a lot to give. And I'm yeah. sometimes I have guilt about that. I'm like, I should be, I should be more interested in him. That's and what happens talk about when him. you have
1: a bit, when you have a career and you have a, and, and you have a, a big life. I mean you're gonna be tired.
2: That's the thing that I'm also wondering, like, what do I and and so I try to put the energy out there, but I'm also like I don't have too much of it to do. And I wanna be open and I wanna believe that you know, and not to be totally like romantic like about the whole thing, but like that's the right person's gonna come in and it's gonna be a lot all it's gonna fall into place and it'll all be easier. I believe
0: that. And in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with like going a la carte. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Thank having yeah, sex yeah, yeah. in one area and having emotional intimacy in another area and like cobbling
2: together the relationship yeah.
0: from pieces, you know, until the, everything comes together. Right. It doesn't all have to be everything.
2: You know? But I mean both of you guys are in relationships mm-hmm. and it's like do you find that you have people like outside of those relationships that you have those things with that you don't have in a relationship? I mean, I mean you both have been in – Long term yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not just like somebody you're just dating. Like, right. you're know, yeah. partnered, but it's like. Yeah,
1: it yeah. is different when that person becomes your best friend. But I think, right. well, like, I don't know, Michael and I both have mm-hmm. our own best friends that have, you know, or that are uh, separate from yes, each right, other. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But. It's, it's really more that now I have to make an effort with those relationships more uh-huh. because it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, they're fine. Like we're – they're always going to be there, mm-hmm. and, you know, and this right. person that I live with is the person I'm going to talk to because we're, we're there and, uh-huh. you know, right. we're the most connected. But – so it's really less about – it's more about like for me having to do work to really like nourish those friendships that have been there all along. Mm-hmm. But I also will say like I – you know, when – we moved here around the same time. I've known you for a very long time. Yeah, like, I know. And I think when like, I was young and new to L.A., I was primarily focused and driven by chasing boys and fucking being drunk in the gay bars, and that was it. And everything else was just kind of like uh-huh. a blur around it, whereas you were doing – you know, Improv seven shows class. a week. Just, I mean, just <laughs> never <shopping>. not, <laughs> but never not performing, never not doing, never mm. not working. And it's really, and it's really only recently that you, I, that, I mean, I, I have observed that you have, have been like openly saying I'm, I'm, I'm ready for something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think I've only recently been open for that to that. Yeah. And <clears throat> I keep, I've always said like, Oh, I'm, you know, but it's been a long time in like putting that energy and I felt very much like, I don't know. I, I think there was a time in my, in my twenties that I was like, I have to get my career going before I could ever put energy into somebody else because, you know, I have to have some stability and, you know, and I can't have all of it. And then, you know, twenties and thirties go by and you're like, okay, now I really want to be. Be with someone, mm-hmm. but also it's like I want quality. It's not like I want to just be with anybody because I'm also like, I've been in enough situations when I'm like, oh yeah, but it's not yeah. worth it. I'm like, I, I really just want to go home and be alone right now, you know. Yeah. And I, I love being alone, and that's the thing too that like, I would have to be with someone who would understand like, hey, I just need a day where I don't talk to anybody and I go to a movie and I. Or you know, and do I, because I'm just so used to that that I, I think that it would be a lot for me to have to give that up, you know. Yeah. Which is not what you have to do when you're in a in in a you know in a real relationship. Yeah. You it, you have whatever you have you whatever you both need, you know. Um, but yeah, I I was always very much about like, I can't I have rehearsal. Yeah, I guess you know. Cause I'm also that nerd that's also like, I have to do this thing cause I have to do the, you know, but
1: I, I, know. I, but I, I think that you, your instincts are right. That like, it will come naturally and I think it's coming, it's coming. I mean, it's already sort of, it's feels like that. It's exciting. That's I'm trying to be
2: excited by it. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, that's so cool. Cause I also just feel like I was so scared of it on some level. And I think that we also live in a place where we're, ne- you know, we could easily be replaced. Yeah. In every possible way, you know, and it's like there's always someone better around, you know, and so it is it's hard in dating because you're just like, well, you're fine for now, but there'll always be someone, you know, uh, cuter, smarter, funnier, whatever. Um, But then you, I I also just like I think if you get older, you're like, that's all bullshit. I don't care. Like, I am who I am. I can only do so much. I can only be so much. And. I only want to be with somebody who's also aware. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I chased a lot of like perfect nightmares. You know what I mean? I ch- I, there were guys that I'm like, he's amazing. He's everything. And I'm like, oh, but he's also, you know, maybe a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just like, or has nothing to add to the situation. Or my friends Ooh. hate him. So maybe no. You know.
0: Oh, my God. So,
2: you know, just it's exciting. And in the meantime, there's scruff. There's scruff, which has been really not scary at all. It's been very welcoming and very, very easy because very friendly.
1: This is I, I gotta say a very good endorsement for it because it, it really sounds is like it's the less pretentious version of grind. It's yes, like the, yeah, but we'll also look.
2: like I can't have you know naked pictures online for so many reasons. But just no, like that's just not how. And so when people ask like private pictures and are like, I'm not. I'm, I'm happy to get naked with you. There's nothing I'm like. Hiding other than it just can't exist online. You know what I mean? It's like there are things like that. And then you're like, oh, no, this actually this guy just wants to talk and wants to hang out and talk about movies or podcasts. That's cool. Or we could actually meet for a coffee and it doesn't feel so sexual uh, right away. And then also I'm like, uh, you know, sex is great, too. You love that, too, Drew. So why are you so like, oh, I can't. I shouldn't. What is, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Well, there is a thing called the homophilia bump, where that's true. Our guests uh, see a significant rise in mm-hmm. DMs. Yes, all right. Well, I'm, keep I'm looking open. for
2: it. I'm looking for it. Keep you them know. open. If Have you know, come right to if, your email. If you're in LA or or whatever, and I don't know, put it out there. Send me a message. We'll see what's there. happening. Give
0: Give Drew Drogi a, a vibe. A, yeah, a, a, a woof.
2: I'm into it I promise I'll leave my wig at home (laughs) (laughs) Or don't Yeah, but I think I have to (laughs) Um, Drew, thank you so much You guys, thank y'all so much For having me on the show Everybody,
1: we will see, if you're in LA We will see you at the DGA on July 18th July 18th
2: 18th. 7pm Outfest Get your tickets Thank you so much Thank you guys